family, welcome to season two of Be the Salt podcast, where we share the kindness and goodness of Jesus so you can experience a taste of heaven here on earth. Season two is called The Rod and Reprimand, as it says in Proverbs 29, 15. Most parents would admit that being a parent is the most fulfilling job they have ever done. They will also admit that it is one of the hardest jobs in life. Every age has its own challenges. Raising a child in today's world as a Christian is hands down one of the hardest hurdles we could ever face. Children don't come with a how-to-use manual, let alone the fact that each child needs to be responded differently, even when raised in the same household. So how do we do this? How did our parents do it? Granted, there are tons of parenting books available out there, but in between birthing or adopting and raising children and balancing work and all the other roles we play in this life, where do we find time to read these books and follow the advice? So this season, I want to attempt to provide an opportunity for parents to talk about the challenges they face, the wins, the losses, the mistakes, and the victories at every age and every stage. So we may be able to learn from each other and from the people who walked before us. I'm sure we all agree that we need to raise a generation who will walk in alignment with their heavenly purpose and will learn to push back the voices that prevent them from walking in the victory they are called to walk. So friend, wherever you're listening to this podcast, on your commute to work, at the gym, at a park, on your couch, in the kitchen, wherever that is, I hope this discussion will throw some light to your day, put a smile on your face, and above all, bless your soul in some way, whether you learn something or not. With that, let's dive into today's discussion. This is Be The Salt Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be The Salt Podcast. This season, we are talking about parenting. The season's called Rod and Reprimand. Today, I have four beautiful women with me. We're recording this session on Mother's Day. So they've had wonderful Mother's Day. And uh, welcome. I have Nimi, I have Aksa, Shirley, and Jesse. I will let them um, introduce themselves. To, and I first off want to thank you, ladies, for taking this time. I honor you, respect you. I know your time is precious, especially on Mother's Day that you've taken this time to spend with me. And I really appreciate that. Um, I would let you all introduce yourself. Go ahead. Hi, my name is uh, Nimi, and officially I'm called Sinu George, and um, my wonderful husband, Saji, or Korea Cruz George, as people call him officially, and we have three beautiful kids, uh, Joanna, Cheyenne, and Nathan, and they are 20, 15, and nine years old, and we live in Sunnyvale, Texas. That's so good. Hi, Anu. Thank you. My name is Aksa Thomas. Um, uh, we live in Muscat. We are blessed with three boys, uh, ages 24, 21, and uh, 15. My husband is Thomas K. George, and uh, we are Pentecostal believers. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Shirley. Yeah, thank you, Anu. My name is Shirley George, and uh, my husband is Benny George, and we have five kids, um, a girl and four boys, 23, 22, 
19 and twins who are 14. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Jesse. Hi, I'm Jesse. Um, I know Ani through the church, and uh, we are a family of five. Um, Ashley's my husband, and I have a 14, 11-year-old, and a 6-year-old, and uh, two girls and a boy, uh, Neela, Lily, and Eli. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, ladies, for uh, being here today. Uh, today we're talking about parenting through, through different age groups. I know each of you have uh, children in different ages, I think uh, 20s to, uh, to little ones. So um, I know it's a challenge. I myself had uh, my children are 16 months apart, so it's back to back everything. And I know it's, a, it's another different challenge to have children to uh, to parent them in different stages and ages. So uh, today that I'm excited to talk about this. Um, first off, I want to say, and I told each one of you that this is not a panel, a subject matter expert panel. This is a panel where we talk about uh, parenting and challenges and diff different issues that we face at different stages. Um, mm -hmm. I was um, I was reading some quotes and I came up with some quotes which said parenting is like being an artist because it takes time, patience, skill and vision. Uh, there is there are some funny things I found that is your name is always shouted, never <laughs> spoken. Someone is always pulling at your clothes. People follow you to the bathroom. So I think uh, you all would have experienced it at some point. Um, another thing I found funny was a job, a parenting is a job where you had no experience or training. You're not allowed to quit and people's lives are at stake. So I'm sure we all feel <laughs> that, <true>. right? <laughs> and um, last one, cleaning your house while your kids are growing up is like shoveling the sidewalk while it's still snowing. So I know you all can relate with all of this at some point, um, Jesse, especially as you're raising the little ones, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So getting into today's discussion, um, how does uh, the first uh, discussion I want to talk about is how does parenting through different age groups, having different like adults to um, to teenagers, to young ones, how does that challenge you? Um, do you think that is a challenge or have you got it? How do you feel about it? Nimista, you can start. So um, I, I think, um, okay, as I'm, I would like to say as I get older, I get, I think, um, there's a lot of wisdom uh, in me. So um, challenging wise, I think I had more energy when I had my oldest child. Um, but then when it comes to the youngest, you know, we have we're involved in so many stuff. And I think time wise, it's a challenge to spend our energy. We don't have uh, as much energy as we used to have when we were raising the oldest. So one of the challenges I have. How about you, Aksa? Yeah, parenting is always a challenge, I think. Um, but being, you know, the children have different age groups, 
that was kind of blessing for me, I think. You know, uh, when our young, the first one was very young. We told, you know, one thing I told him was, you are the pack leader. So if you do everything right, you know, the, your brothers will follow you. So oh, also, you know, we sent them. Yeah. So I think that kind of, uh, in, you know, we instilled that in his head at very young age. So I think that helped him and the brothers also kind of followed his path. So that kind of made it easy for us. That is cool. And you have three boys, so it's kind of, um, I, I don't know. I don't want to say it's easier, but <laughs> all right. Shirley, you want to go? Okay. Um, I think uh, having children in different age group is challenging because they're in different stages of their faith journey. And many right. times you have to take that into account because uh, with the older kids, they has still in the process of developing faith. The older ones are, you know, so when we face life challenges, you have to look at it differently and explain to them in different ways. And again, then having the older kids was really helpful because they role model for the younger ones. Right. And uh, they always made it a point to help the younger ones along. So initially it was hard, but then as the older ones took over, Mm-hmm. And uh, they stood as role models that really helped yeah. as it went along. So. Especially when they start driving and stuff, right? To give yeah. rides. And I think that's the big blessing that I see. Yeah. How about you, Jesse? Um, I think with all of the stages that I've been through as a parent, as having an infant, it's like you think the next step is going to be easier, but then you're surprised that there's something else. going on as they get older um I think having you know it having two girls and then having a boy it's been it's been nice because they've been helpers so um sometimes I don't doesn't always work out but a lot of times as we're getting older and it's harder we're just trying to balance everything right for it's like when you have one it's like Oh, you're enjoying every single moment. But with three, it's like survival, I think. You know, <laughs> exactly. I can't imagine more. You yeah. know, um, so in that aspect, I think it's um, a different challenge each time. Um, when they're little, it's like lack of sleep. When they're older, it's like getting them to do certain things and trying to give leadership skills. And um, teenagers, it's hormones, you know, yes. so... Yeah. Lots of different stages and every, everything is important and, uh, and it has its own struggle. True, true. Uh, what do you think the challenges are at each age group? Um, so Jesse, especially when you, you can start probably talking about it, like, uh, like with toddlers uh, uh, or preschoolers or school age. And I, I know you have, uh, you, Eli just probably got out of the toddler stage and now he's a preschooler. And um, what would you, what do you, what would you say at each age, what the challenges are? Like if you want to summarize it. Yeah. um, I think um, being a toddler, it's like creating a routine, you know, getting them used to things, uh, rules, basic rules, and pretty much it's that meltdown season, right? So it's like coping skills, how to appropriately uh, verbalize instead of hitting, you know, you don't want them to hit the next kid. Um, things like that. Um, as they get older, like elementary school, it's kind of making peers and how to deal with 
interactions that are not always pleasant when they're not sharing and bullying, how to advocate for yourself. And um, those it's, I feel like it's like a step-by-step building on their character and, um, and like teenage dealing with different friend groups and how to maneuver um, things like that for right now. Yeah. Shelly, how about you? Um, you probably talk a little more about teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Um, the priest, yeah, because my kids have all gotten over their preschool yeah. and done with school. So it's more preteen and the teens. Right. Um, um, it's a lot of peer pressure at this point. Um, mm-hmm. They look for approval more from not so much from home, but they want to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think peer pressure is a big part during teenage years. So right. uh, by then, hopefully we have instilled all the, you know, at home, if you have started it right, um, you ha- you are able or the kids are able to make their make right decisions, um, hopefully by then. And, uh, um, you know, Again, morality, they face challenges in schools like, uh, you know, yeah. uh, drugs and yeah, alcohol. Yeah, and nowadays, it's much things. more yeah. than what we have ever faced, right? Children are faced with so much more challenges. So, so much more challenges, yes. How do you, uh, Shirley, how do you, um, how do you coach your kids to cope with that? Like peer pressure, like um, other challenges in school? Um, so, um, I mean, it's important like at to, um, to say that, you know, hopefully from like when they're little that you have instilled the right spiritual values in them. And so they know that looking to God and looking to, um, you know, the Bible. And so those things always take precedence over peers or, um, getting approval from, you know, like their peers is not as important. Uh, so that's what I think that hopefully they have developed it by then because otherwise it would get yeah. hard. Good one. So I, I think I what I'm hearing you say is that you nurture those um, those habits and decision-making skills and allow them to navigate those waters at a young age that you build that from from the young age. Yeah. Over like building blocks over one thing after the other, just like Jesse mentioned. How about you, Aksa? What is your thoughts about, um, I know adults, you're 21 and 24, probably you don't have to do it, but how did you do it? Like at the the, uh, getting to the teenage adult preteen those ages, how how did you manage that? Sure. There's a verse that I really enjoyed. Uh, We all know that training and train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. It's in Proverbs 22, 6. So that verse really taught me a lot of things. So it says train up a child. Child means, I mean, my understanding is up to 10 years of age. After 10 is like a pre-teenagers, we call them. So up to 10 years, we have that time to train them up. We have to instill all our values, our whatever we need to teach them, spiritual values, or you know all those things by the ten years. We have to put a good ground, yeah. a good foundation for them. Then it's easy for, for us to build them up upon that foundation. 
Good point. Good point. That's so good. Um, Nimi, how about you? What are your thoughts on it? Um, so, uh, again, we're talking about challenges um, in different age groups, right? So, um, as uh, when my kids were in preschool, we were mostly dealing with some temper tantrums and behavior, which we wanted to mold it, uh, channel it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then come to teenagers, um, teenage years, it was the attitude um, that we are we had to deal with. But above all, um, I would support what Aksachechi said earlier, like train up a child, right? And I really thank God that we are we are children of God and we are raised in with the faith. Um, so we have always instilled the word of God in their hearts Amen. Amen. Uh, from a very young age and the power of prayer and um, instill God in them. And overall, um, we are working on instilling um, confident, uh, confidence in them because our children, um, they look around, they uh, they compare themselves because earlier you asked um, Shirley about, um, you know, trying children trying to compare. Um, so um, I always tell my children, uh, you be the leader and let them follow you. You don't follow them. Um, let people want to follow you. So, um, you know, some, you may not be popular, but uh, doing the right thing and standing up for the right um, decisions and for the right causes, people would want to see, want to follow you. So um, we always try to teach them that um, aspect. And uh, by God's grace so far, uh, we're, um, you know, God has helped us in that area. <laughs> Actually, I really like that part what you said that you you be the leader and do the right thing and you may not be popular. So preparing them for that. I like that point really well. That is, I think that is very good. I think what I understand from all of us, what we're saying is that you build on top of what you have taught them, right? To be in the word mm-hmm. of God, especially that you spoke about uh, training the child in, in the way he has to grow so that they learn when they're out there navigating the waters to know how um, I make those decisions. Like um, I was telling this other group that I was talking about, um, I was talking about not teaching a lot of no's, don't do this, don't do that, don't, 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 don't. Instead of that, teaching them to love Jesus, right? Because you love Jesus, what do you do? Uh, and this is what Jesus wants us to do. So to um, to emulate Christ, to love Jesus, to run toward Jesus, to do more of the right things instead of constantly placing no in their life. So um, that's what I hear you guys are saying that in in, in different ways. So um, tell me about um, uh, social media or for the younger ones, screen time. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Do you have challenges or how have you faced those challenges with social media and screen time? Nimi, you want to go? Um, yes. Um, so uh, our um, biggest challenge is our nine-year-old. He loves um, he loves technology and loves to be on TV. 
So, uh, and you know, these kids are very tricky. They like to catch you at a time when you're busy and then come, mama, can I watch TV? And uh, maybe a time when I just want, I don't have the time for him and I'll be like, okay, go. And then he may be in front of the TV glued for hours. So um, I have to, it's a challenge for me, but I have to be very intentional telling him um, to set a timer um, and then turn the timer off uh, before you turn the TV, you know, turn the TV off or the technology off before you turn the timer off. So that way you, you know, that's no excuse. So we have to set a timer. Uh, we have to give him boundaries all the time. Um, but we have to be very intentional because, um, again, we're busy. Um, and then getting so busy, it's sometimes it's so easy for, uh, you know, to ignore these kind of things. Right. So um, uh, with the teenagers, uh, we always, again, we don't, we, we're not telling them not to be on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. We just let them be, but we always tell them, hey, uh, anything, don't watch anything that don't, you know, where Jesus cannot be with you. Right. So uh, that is, uh, that's something we can just tell them that's, uh, and we always, you know, the first prick in your heart, when, when you see something's off, something that's wrong, that is the Holy Spirit telling you. So we're trying to teach okay. them to listen to the Holy Spirit. Um, so so even when we're not around, which we're not around them all the time, at least with the youngest, he is, he watches TV with us when we're in the living room we can see we can monitor him but the older kids they're not around us all the time so um the only thing we can do is we can teach them boundaries and then pray that uh the holy spirit lead them so we have been trying to tell them like the the minute you watch or hear something that is not of god's turn it off so that's how we that is so good. That is so good. I love the part where you said to hear the Holy Spirit, to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. I'm a big, um, I uh, love teaching kids to hear God at a young age, right? To learn to hear God's voice, to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into their lives. That is that is a very good point. Aksa, you want to go? Yes, I agree with uh, Nimi. Uh, so uh, we te- tell our teenager to you know, set a timer, um, so don't be on the uh, uh, social media long, but we tell them to be accountable. You are growing up, you are a teenager, you know, we cannot monitor you 24-7, but you are accountable for whatever you are doing, you are whatever you're watching. Even though mom and dad is not seeing what he, what you're watching, you know, there's a God who watches and sees all what you're doing, so be accountable for your uh, you know, social media activities. That's what we teach them. We tell Good them. point. Good point. How about you, Shirley? Okay. Um, now, social media is, uh, it has its advantages. So you have quick access to information, research. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good tool for, you know, evangelism, community building, social interaction. But kids these days spend too much time Too much screen time, it actually leads to a lot of like behavioral problems uh, causing um, sleep issues, decreased physical activities. I see my kids sitting on, yeah, and uh, they don't want to go out and play. And they always have this fear that they are missing out on things if they are not on there. So as parents, um, we basically 
we have to be very involved with the child's social network. So the, so it, it, it is actually very good if you can be part of their, you know, Facebook or, or see what, what they are posting, what they're doing, talk about it, um, acknowledge peer pressure, but then be, have open conversation and uh, uh, like ask them if you would consider doing like a viral t- stunt or anything if someone asked you, see how weak they are, how they can be manipulated, give, you know, so model responsible online habits. That's very good, good. important. Uh, monitor the online activity. And then at night, especially the limit time with uh, they have to put away phones and computers before uh, before bedtime, mm. you know, like an hour before bedtime so that they're not missing out on their sleep. So things like that can. Yeah, um, and also teach uh, kids the importance of keeping personal information uh, private and not to let out. Yeah, that's very important. Very important point. Very important point. I like the part where you said to be involved in their lives and to model those behaviors in our own life, right? That yeah. is, that, that's a good point. How about you, Jesse? Well, I think I'm at the start of the brink of the social media <laughs> um, since my oldest is 14. And so um, I really think with girls, it's really, yeah, I've been wanting to shelter and keep her as young as possible um, because comparison is really the thief of joy and that social media or doing all those things really gives them a lot of insight to other people's lives. Right. And so um, we, you know, we, Oh, of course the struggle is real and we, we give, we monitor and make sure she's not on it for long periods of time. Um, I do have a five-year-old who loves electronics, you know, six years old, right? So he loves um, electronics. And so what I'm saying is we just want to monitor what he, what they do and how long they're on it. And so, and we talk about the dangers of it. Um, and so we also talk about good things that come from it um, and share, share uh, between each other. We're friends um, on any social media. And then, um, we also share messages of scripture or something motivating. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to use that way to communicate her in positive ways as well, but, um, definitely w- looking for, um, ways to just, just make it a, a good area where she can explore things, but have boundaries doing them. That's a good point. Good point. To be active with them, right? Uh, in, right. On the social media. How about the little one? How about Eli? Yeah. Do you have challenges? Not not social media, but screen time issues. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, so, yeah, basically just setting timers and then always reminding them. And when they do good things, you can um, reward them with some right. screen time. So just letting them know that there's other things out in life, making sure there's a balance is really important. So um, going outside. So, um, so we try to do, do both because that is they're on iPads at school. That's a reality, right? So you don't want them to be on that at home 
um, after eight hours of school. So we limit definitely more with him. So, yeah, that is cool. So basically I think on this one, I am, we all agree that, uh, to be involved with them for, especially the little ones setting timers and making them more active. I like that part that Jesse said to encourage more activity, physical activity, going outside, um, having a balance between the two and rewarding mm -hmm. them with that. So I think we brought up some good points. Um, uh, so my next question is, um, how do you model prayer life or uh, pour into the spiritual growth of your children? Uh, what is your opinion about modeling those? Um, Nimi, you want to start? Okay. Um, so we were, like you know, <laughs> because you're my sister, we were raised by parents that emphasize the value of prayer, like from a very young age. So we grew up in that kind of an atmosphere. And that is something I pray and I hope that I can pass on to our children as well. So from a young age, we, we've been um, teaching them to spend time in God's presence. Um, and lately, like, you know, uh, recently I've been talking to them about not doing it because mommy will, they have to answer to mommy but because they want to be in the presence of God. Good. So this is something, uh, this was a new, um, I mean, I don't know if I should be ashamed saying this, this, but this revelation came to me recently, being aware of God's presence in your life, anywhere you go. So ever since I started um, trying to be aware, my uh, prayer life changed. So that is something I've been teaching my kids to, um, trying to teach my, my own children as well as I teach that in Sunday school too, uh, the same thing. So uh, because I always tell my our kids that if you know that God's presence is there and you can feel that uh, if you talk to him as though he's present. What's that? I said, preach that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you talk to him, not because you have to give me account uh, how long I spend in uh, in prayer, uh, it's different. But if you know that God is there, um, you know, it's it's a whole different level. Right. So we've, that's what we've been trying. Um, and I hope and pray that these kids can um, take on that in their life. Okay. Good one. I, I love that. And I also uh, want to echo with you saying that um, I remember younger age when we were told that this is what you do. You wake up, you pray, you read your Bible and you do it. So some things were even done routinely. But as we grew, as we uh, became adults, we it kind of got into us in a way that we cannot live without it. Right. So I think yes. starting at a young age, doing those routines and even modeling that, um, that's a good point. How about you, Shirley? Yeah. Um, yeah. When they're little, it's important that you model your prayer life. They have to see, they have to make prayer and devotional time part of the, uh, like a family, part of the family, um, family life. So each, each kid takes turn and they pray. Mm -hmm. uh, Pray with him, pray in the morning, pray at meals. Every opportunity you give, you thank God and tell them it's an ongoing conversation, just as you have with a friend. Right. It's not set 
time, but your life has to be in a constant state of prayer and talking to your creator and the one who sustains you. So uh, when you model that, they see that in you and in times of difficulties, in times of they run to God. And um, hopefully that's how we teach our kids to yes, I like become prayer warriors. Yeah, love the part where you said run to God, right? Yeah. Running yeah. to God to teach them that. That is that's really beautiful. Desi. Um, I try to model um prayer life and try to um do prayer life with them, like doing a nightly prayer and also just making sure that if I'm going through a struggle, if I'm praying about it, I'm telling them that hey, that you know. If something's not going well for you, just reminding them that they always have God um, and that that if I may forget something, that God's always there. So just reminding them that he is constantly there. And so you're you can go to him in any moment of your life, good or bad. So um, just reminding them that. Yeah. Teaching them that at a young age, that Jesus is there always. Good point. How about you, Aksa? Your thoughts? Uh, modeling prayer uh, through our family prayer time and uh, pray, praying with them and uh, praying for them. And one thing I practiced in my life was after our family prayer time, I went to each one of their rooms and prayed with them, spent some time with them, talking to them and sharing whatever their concern is and uh, praying for each one of them every night. I think that really helped them to grow in their you know, spiritual walk. Yeah, spending right. quality time, right? Quality time with children. I, I love, I loved all of those thoughts. Um, um, and also, what I want to add to that is to be intentional with each of those things, right? Mm -hmm. Not make it routine. Um, mm -hmm. like routine becomes just like brushing your teeth or you know waking up and making your bed and things like that. But be intentional in uh, what you teach them and to uh, to be consistent. That's the other thing, right? That kids see us, we ourselves in our own spiritual life, our own spiritual growth, we as being consistent, um, consistently being intentional. I think um, that is, that's a great part of it. Um, I love all those answers. How about, um, how do you do self-care then and now? Like when they were little and when they were big in the case of uh, probably Aksta and Nimi and uh, Shirley a little bit. Jesse is still in the midst of that. <laughs> but how do you do self-care um, in the midst of raising children? Nimi? Well, um, I don't have a routine self-care. <laughs> I have to be more intentional about it. Maybe I treat myself for my birthday. I go get a pedicure or something like that, but I'm not. Um, I think I always push me to the last, push yes. everybody else ahead That's of what me. we mamas do, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, why I asked this question, and this is one of my favorite questions to ask women. Um, this season of my life, I am more into uh, being intentional in my relationships, especially for younger women, um, things that I did not know at my younger age when I was raising children, like I did not even think that was a thing. Self-care was a thing. I didn't even know that word, you know, so yeah. it was just uh, raising kids and life was all about them. And 
uh, didn't even look in the mirror sometimes, just walked and survived and uh, just being was my thing. Uh, but what it brought into me that when I look back is, um, uh, you know, things that frustrate you, like right? I sometimes was just an angry woman at times, just mm-hmm. raising them, yelling and screaming. And sometimes I just couldn't even talk or have a normal conversation. It was always about emotional uh, ups and downs. So I think if we take time to um, to do it, take care of ourselves, or just, just to have the, even if it's sitting with a cup of coffee in the backyard, like how often do we get to do that, right? So yeah. um, that's why I'm intentional about asking these questions to, to women to say, hey, what do you do to at least uh, create that question in your mind to say, am I doing something, you know? So Shirley, what's your comment on it? Yeah, I totally agree with, I don't think I really even, uh, so it was when I got time with work and kids and, you know, it's, it was always like me always came last. Yeah, after being the super mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then enlist the help of others. Now, my parents were with me um, and I definitely got a lot of help from them. So if you feel like you're losing it, do ask help from your friends, from your family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that helps. Withdraw to the feet of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Give it all to, yeah, pray and ask his guidance. Right. You know, all the, Maybe take a walk yeah. alone. Right? Take a walk. Yeah. Sometimes. Alone in the park. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a few minutes of that. Yes. Rest. Sleep. Sleep. Make sure. Yeah. yeah. Sleep. <laughs> I love sleep. Sleep works great. Yeah. And my kids always said that I, uh, for me, work was a resting place. <laughs> I always ran away from home to work. Oh. <laughs> but get away from them. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah. Aksa, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, I think maybe taking a 15, 20-minute nap. Yeah. You know, when the kids are busy with the homework or something. And, uh, you know, get your energy back and, you know, get back to your life again. And also, we were able to take, like, vacations. I think that really helped us as a family. Yeah. Even though we, it was with the kids, it was having good time with them and staying away from all the work and the household chores and everything. Right. That was, that really helped us. Yeah. Don't we love those vacations, especially when they're all inclusive, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jesse, how about you? What are you? Yeah. That, that's a really good one is the family vacations have, is like a good reset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you're not having to clean up after yourselves and right. everyone else. And so, um, but as you know, my youngest is a little bit older. I, I'm making out time to reconnect with other women, you know, that may be in a same season or have free time, just not all the time, but um, here and there sporadically, just trying to create relationships that may have been hard to do when the kids were little. So trying to do that, I think is good for my soul because there's so many of us going through similar situations and struggles. So get to share and, um, and just, you know, communicate. So we don't always get to do that with adults, right? I love it. it. Feeding your soul is important. I love it. 
Um, another uh, thing that is going on in my mind, raising children, and wisdom came very late in my life. So um, you know how we struggle. Sometimes I think in our, uh, our uh, when we were growing up, um, I, parents usually tend to uh, see their dreams come true in their children like the things that they were not able to attain as as children, as young adults, uh, they want to see that come true in their children. Sometimes parents do that, right? Um, what are your thoughts on it? Like we are to raise our children to be people, to be um, wherever they are in life, to be what God has spoken in their life, but God has created them to be. So encouraging them to uh, to become that. Sometimes we may not agree with those things. Sometimes they may not be things that we never thought about. When we were little growing up, um, it comes as a surprise to them what interests them. But what are your thoughts on raising them to be who God has created them to be as opposed to what how you want them to turn out? Okay, I can go first since I've been... <laughs> So, um, all right. So I have to admit that when I first started with my first child, um, yes, I learned from my parents, right? So I had the um, authoritarian mode. So you listen to what I say, my way goes. So what I say goes. So, I mean, that's all I knew. Um, so if she didn't do things a certain way that I wanted, I would be angry or I, yes. Um, uh, at that time, I was younger, and what did I know, right? So angry and yelling, and maybe if she needs a spank, I mean, she didn't need spanking, but would be yelling. Yelling was my <laughs> weapon <Go> too. <laughs> so she was a good kid, but then as she was growing older, like then now I'm learning that some of the things that I probably said with good intention really hurt her. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because that's what I meant for good, um, you know, really put a deep wound in her. Okay. Um, so I'm very watchful when it comes to younger children on the impact of what I say. Like I try to be um, not again, like you said, um, doing it in God's way. Like what okay. does God want? Like God created this child with this personality, a more like all three of our, like my youngest is a lover. Like he loves on people. Uh, the second child is uh, very kind and generous. The oldest is the leader. Um, so there are three different personalities. And, you know, I cannot fit them all in one. Right, <laughs> so right. the way I have to deal with them is different. And I don't have the wisdom humanly possible. And I have to ask for the Holy Spirit's wisdom to deal with that. Like each time, like I made mistakes uh, racing the first one, like the way I wanted her to be. Uh, but then now uh, when I'm learning things from her, when she and I have a have conversation, sometimes talking about it is very uncomfortable. When we have conversation, I realize and I apologize for speaking, but I also tell tell her, hey, I didn't mean it for uh, to hurt you, but I, I told you I when I did that, I I told you what I knew the best. Right. Okay. So basically, going back to your question, I was trying to mold her into what I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. uh, but as 
um, from that experience, we are like, you know, tr I'm trying to learn um, to speak to each child uh, the way God molded, know, understanding their personality and molding them accordingly. Wow. So just what an amazing, a, a big responsibility mm -hmm. that is on us, right? To navigate those differences in person personalities in children and raising them, how much more wisdom we need, right? I love the part where you said uh, that you allow her to tell you how uh, uh, sometimes it's about having a teachable spirit, right? Even within, yeah. even if we are parents, we remain teachable, then we will be able to receive that wisdom. I think that's what I hear you say. Shirley, yeah. what are your thoughts on it? Mm -hmm. Now, I have always uh, reminded them to do the best with their God-given talents. So, if, like, if they they can study well, study well. Mm -hmm. I will encourage that. I will give you all the help for that. But whatever you achieve in life will only be secondary to the real purpose for which you are on this earth, and that is to glorify God's name. So, whatever you achieve in this world, through the, and you have to put God first. So I've always reminded them their earthly profession or whatever they um, will only be secondary to why they were created and why they are on this earth. And that is to bring glory to God's name. So even through, so I drill that in them all the time. So That's good. That's so, very good. Very good point, Shirley. How about you, Jesse? I love that. Um, I think I'm going to take what <laughs> Shirley and she said, because, um, because there's always so much pressure. Right. Uh, I don't need to put pressure on my oldest. She does so much on herself already. So um, I don't know what, you know, what is to come, but I just told, tell her to be, you know, do the best you personally do on your own and we'll just look at what your options are when it comes time and just we just always talk about what her what her fears are and stresses and so um just keeping an open conversation with her and always telling her that whatever she does is just do your personal best um because I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that everything should glorify God in, in anything that you do. Yes. And so just give it your all. That's all you can do. Yes. Good, good. Good point. Good point. So what are your thoughts? Uh, yes. Uh, the one thing that we have discussed with our kids at very young age was, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So whatever profession you all choose, you know, that is to bring glory to God. So that's how we taught them at very young age. And when they were in high school, we discussed with them, you know, what their likes and dislikes. And you have to choose a profession, uh, something that you like. It's not for moms or dads, like, you know, anything like that. It's their choice. So we get guided them uh, in that aspect. And uh, we told them, you know, whatever you choose, it should be bringing glory. It should be beneficial to others, bring glory to God and uh, help other people, the humanity. Yeah. So I think that's how we guided them in that path so far. Wow, wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. I love it. What are your thoughts on a local church? Um, I believe it takes a village to raise a child. So 
your thoughts on um, the part of a local church plays in um, growth of a child. Um, whoever wants to talk first. Axel, why don't you go? Yeah, local church, I think local church community is very important, but the ultimate responsibility is ours, our parents. You know, the kids are with us most of the time. Mm-hmm. So we need to raise them up in the fear of the Lord. And we need to teach them in our house totally um, the values of our Christian faith and all that. Mm-hmm. Of course, the church can be a support group for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but the Sunday school and the youth meetings, and we need to make them available right. to our kids. We need to have the time to take them for all these meetings and all that. But I think ultimately it's our responsibility as parents to bring them up in the fear of the Lord. Yes, totally, totally. Your thoughts, Jesse? I've been so lucky um, with our church because when um, my oldest, we'd have conversation, you know, do prayer time and talk about Jesus. But I personally never wanted to just push, like, do you want to take Jesus, ex- you know, accept Jesus as your personal savior? I never mentioned that because she was so young. But in in Sunday school, that's where she was. Um, she took, um, Jesus as her personal savior and at a young age, and I would have never known to do that so early on. And she had that desire. And I, I'm so thankful for our church for just being that, um, that place that she can go to and feel that confidence, um, and being that partner in helping, um, instill values. So, um, so like the family, it's just like a second family for us. Um, so I'm so, I just am so thankful for the local church. They instill different values, bring home questions um, based on what is being taught or said. And it opens up conversations for us to talk about at home. So that's good one. Good thoughts. Um, Shirley, your, your uh, take. I totally agree with Jesse. We have a wonderful church and uh, it has helped all my kids. Um, they're, they're, of, of course, everything starts at home, but then things like it takes so much pressure off from us that they learn a lot of good things at church, teaching biblical doctrines. Uh, uh, you know, they are involved in like preaching, ushering, praying, uh, leading worship and different ways, which uh, we uh, minister to people. So they have learned all that from church. They have strengthened their faith. They have uh, had wonderful friends who have been, you know, all along, uh, church friends who have, um, all my kids have had, like, you know, so much support from church. And um, I'm really thankful to the Lord that he has placed us in this wonderful church. Awesome. Give me your take on it. Yes, um, local church is important, and because it, um, you know, there's a, uh, it's priceless to have good, great leaders, especially uh, Sunday school teachers, your youth leaders, uh, to have people that these kids that our children can uh, follow or go to uh, connect with, and also um, it is the local church that um, gave them gives them opportunities, like um, Shirley said, like opportunities to um, you know serve 
um, because they don't get opportunities to get up on stage and uh, speak or sing um, outside. I mean, they they probably do, but I feel like my kids are more confident when they're at church because that's kind of their comfort zone. So yes, church is very important, but I also want to um, support what Axel Teji said. It's we cannot entirely depend on local church. Okay. It is our responsibility as well as a parent. We have to get involved along with the kids because if uh, we push, okay, th that is a youth directed activity and we just push it on, like we don't get involved in it. Why, why would the kids get involved in it, right? right so right. Um, as a family, both uh, both of us get involved in everything that our kids are involved in church too. And, um, so, but overall, parent, it comes from home and yes. then to church. Yes, very good point. Uncomfortable conversations, uh, drugs, alcohol, sex, homosexuality. Are you comfortable talking to your kids about that? Do you do that at home? Do you practice it? What are your thoughts on it? Mm -hmm. Nimi, why don't you go first? <laughs> Yes, um, we are very open. Um, so I just wanted to say that um, in our house, we have this um, time during our dinner time is where we share the highlights of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, that's when we discuss, um, you know, what went wrong, what, how was the day and all that. So yes, we do have, uh, we had to have um, conversation about um, sex. Um, sometimes our nine-year-old comes up with, um, you know, things that his friends talk yeah. about in class. And it's yes. shocking because I didn't know a thing when I was nine-year-old. Exactly. All, all I knew was play hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> our children face a totally different yeah. world than we did. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yes, it is um, like when he asks a question, sometimes it's very... Um, I feel like my skin is just peeling off, but then I don't want him to, I don't want to cut him off. I want him to be like all our children. Um, we want to be uh, home to be a safe place for them to discuss this, because if we don't discuss these things at home, address it at home, they are going to Google or their friends or they're going to get wrong information from the wrong sources, right? So both of us were, uh, were together on this. Um, and we have open conversation about sex. And one, what we talk about sex is sex is great, but it has to be in the boundary of marriage. Yeah. Outside marriage, sex is not permissible. God gave us sex to enjoy, but it is within the marriage. So um, about drugs and alcohol, um, we always, kids ask, hey, what's wrong? Um, why why can't we drink wine? Uh, people drink wine. In the Old Testament, they drank wine. Mm. So, um, you know, we, so that's, again, so that's what I always tell, or both of us tell our kids are, you know, that will make you in a different state of mind, right? right. It gives you confidence, maybe. But then if it makes you a different person, makes you think different, and has uh, puts you in a state where you have a tendency to sin, why would you want to expose yourself to that? Right. So right. that is how we discuss. But no matter how much we discuss, they come back and have more questions. Um, again, like I said earlier, I just pray every day, Lord, give me the wisdom to answer that. Good, <laughs> Good one. Good one. 
I especially like the part where you said the home being a safe <laughs> space, right? That that is that's very good. That's a lot of wisdom. Aksa, what is your what is your take on it? So I guess when we talk about these things, you know, when I talk to my kids uh, privately in their room, each one of them, and I spend time with them after prayer or something, we talk about different things. That's the time I used to discuss uh, these difficult topics with them and answer their questions and things like that. And dad, of course, you know, answer their questions on it's, its voice. It's the dad can talk to them a little bit freely than I can sometimes. So that's how we address that things. Good, good. All right. Open conversation. I love it. Jesse, what is your take on it? Um, I think um, with, I'm, it's really more my, probably is too early. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's more my oldest. And so I find ourselves in in car rides. Then we alone is when she will open up or tell me about, um, or ask me questions. And so like you said, you don't want them looking up at Google, right? So we talk about certain things in the privacy of us just um, talking about things. But yes, I think after fifth grade, when they start to learn about their bodies is when lots of questions come up. And so, yeah, you just take them as it goes is really how, how I've taken it. And so, and just like you said, being open and, and giving them that safe haven to come to you so they won't go someplace else and learn other information from their friends or, and things like that. And what's right and what the Bible says, always bringing it back to the word and what does the word show us? Um, Because there's a lots of questions about changes and women changing to men and, you know, their preferences and things like that. And so always going back to what does the word say? What have, what does the Bible say about this? Good basis. Shirley, your take on it. Yeah. Just having a open relationship where they can, you know, um, you don't, you know, I think I've been pretty bad, but, but then uh, they do, when they do, come up with these I basically go back to you know instilling again we know that if we have instilled godly fear importance of making right choices and consequences of doing you know their wrong actions uh if you if if they you have instilled this and in them like early on they often know the right from wrong and hopefully by this time they will be able to make the right good decisions that's uh and just having an open relationship and, uh, you know, talking to them. Yes, I like it. I like uh, Desi, I think, has said about the conversations in the car. Um, I think I have practiced that to myself. I think getting them alone in the car, you get them to, first of all, get their attention to listen. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so that, that was something I practiced. So I, I totally love it. Um, so I, I think that's all. Uh, another thing I recently read, I'm, I'm reading a book called Linus Arising by Lisa Bevere. Um, there's one part where she said, mothers, if a child who used to embrace you becomes resistant to hugs, find out why. Don't allow your child to get comfortable with pulling away from you. Uh, so I thought that was, she was talking about uh, hugs, the importance of holding them, importance of touch, importance of expression of love. 
Um, so I thought that was a good thought. I just wanted to share. Um, so as we come to the com- conclusion as women in Mother's Day, in honor of all of that, um, I want to ask you, what is, uh, if you could complete the sentence, I am, in four different ways, what would it be? And mine would be, I will start with me. Mine would be, I am the daughter of the king. I am redeemed. I am determined and I am healed. What would your uh, I am statements be? Charlie, go ahead. I'm a child of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Redeemed, purchased, forgiven. Yeah. Many words to add. Awesome. I'm, I'm, Jessie. I'm here. Jesse, yours. I'm loved. I'm strong. I'm different. And I'm compassionate. Very good. Aksa, what's yours? Um, I'm a born-again Christian. I'm caring and compassionate. Um, I am quiet and quite reserved. I'm tenacious. Oh, wow. I love it. Love it. Mimi, what is yours? Well, I would say I'm highly favored, anointed. I am so much fun. And I never give up on my dreams. Awesome. I love it. I love that. I love it. (laughs) Okay, ladies, it was a pleasure speaking with y'all and the things I think I wrote down a few train a child the way he should go. Um, uh, Instilling spiritual values at a young age, uh, depending on the word of God, teaching them to love the word of God and instilling that in your children. Uh, teaching them to be a leader and you may not be be popular, but as long as you're serving the Lord, um, it is um, it is important. Uh, listening to the Holy Spirit. That was another thing. I really love that. Uh, teaching that at, from a young age to hear God, to listen God, listen to God, um, uh, to be involved in their lives. I think that was a common theme that we talked about today, to be involved in their lives. Um, having an open conversation, be present, be a model spiritual life, model prayer life. Um, so I really appreciate you guys taking time. And um, uh, do one of you want to pray or shall I pray? I can pray. Lord, okay. we thank you and praise you for this beautiful time that you have given us to sit in your presence, discuss about how we raise our children. Lord Jesus, we depend on you for everything, and we we need your wisdom. We need your grace every step of the way. I thank you for this beautiful women. Uh, I commit each one of them into your mighty hands, and I pray heavenly blessings over them, heavenly wisdom and knowledge over them, that as they raise their children, as they uh, walk this path that you have appointed them to walk, Lord, I pray your blessings, your grace, your mercy over every responsibility, every role that they play. We thank you for this beautiful time. Once again, we come at this podcast, this ministry into your mighty hands. Allow this to speak to many people. Allow this to speak to people's lives and their problems and their situations, Lord. Commit ourselves once again in your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, lady. Hi, family. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe. So you don't miss the next episode. Please rate and review the podcast. Also, like us on Facebook at Be The Salt and follow us on IG at Be The Salt. 
May God bless you and lead you to be the salt wherever you're planted in this season of your life. See you in the next episode. This is Be The Salt Podcast.